My life ended with a letter bomb. It made for a quick exit, like a magician's trick. Now you see her, now you don't. The limb from limb pain came later. At 3.17 on a Thursday afternoon, Mike, our graying hippie mail carrier, plopped a damp rubber-banded stack of mail on my reception desk at All Seattle Realty. I'm sure of the time, because although Mike scoffed at most postal service regulations, picture Ozzy Osbourne doing court-ordered community service, he seemed to pride himself on strict adherence to the mail carrier creed of reliability. He'd clocked his route like a NASA shuttle launch, and the ETA for our office was 3.17 p.m., rain or shine. Hi, Mike. Got anything good for me in there today? Well, I didn't see anything from the Lottery Commission, but you never know. He didn't break stride, smiling and clicking me an index finger salute as he pressed his shoulder against the glass door on his way out. A chill blast of late October wind carried a smattering of soggy alder leaves onto the entry mat. See you manana, Nola. And he was gone. The cream-colored number 10 envelope hid near the bottom of the stack. It was addressed to my husband, Frank, but as office manager of his real estate company, it was my job to open the incoming mail. The letter opener zipped through the back flap with the ease of a scalpel. I pulled out a single sheet of bayside floral letterhead. As I unfolded it, a little white card fluttered to the floor. Two handwritten lines in black ink scrawled across the page. We failed to include the message card with your most recent order. Please accept our apology. Pushing back from the desk, I bent over and groped under my chair for the dropped card. As I sat back up, Black splotches slid into view, obscuring my eyesight and threatening a fainting spell. I took a deep breath, squeezed my eyes shut, and visualized my carotid arteries expanding to allow blood flow to my brain. I hadn't exercised in months, okay, years, and whenever I felt stressed or got up too fast, I risked ending up in a heap on the floor. The dozen or so extra pounds I'd gained since turning 40 didn't help either. From the neck up, I still looked pretty good. Hazel eyes, a straight nose, and a thick mane of curly, medium brown hair. I'd let my stylist talk me into highlights in an attempt to see if blondes had more fun. But the constant pinch at my waistband reminded me I wasn't fooling any sales clerk worth her salt as I flipped through the size sixes on the Nordstrom sale rack. Opening my eyes, I was relieved to find I could see again. I'd assumed the dropped card was a business card, but it turned out to be a floral enclosure. Printed at the top was a trio of blood-red roses, and below, in my husband's unmistakable spiky left slanting handwriting it read thanks for the nooner you're the best love frank nooner i didn't know normal middle-aged people used that word besides for the past 10 years the naughtiest lunch we'd shared involved splitting a slice of banana cream pie
I dropped the card into my purse and zipped it tight. Then I stuffed the high-priced handbag into my bottom drawer and slammed it shut. Didn't help. Even hidden away, that Dooney and Burke hummed like a high-voltage wire. Frank was sitting in his private office no more than 30 feet from me. The right thing to do was to march in there and demand an explanation. But on second thought, maybe I should give myself a few minutes to think. I rose from my chair, but the black blotches returned and I plopped back down. Leaning my elbows on the desk, I dropped my face into my open hands. My fingers felt cool against my fevered cheeks. Deep breath, deep breath, I silently prayed. The phone started ringing. The insistent chur, chur, chur jangled me into decision mode. Fight or flight? Neither seemed especially appealing.